Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm Bo Nellis, your host, and this is episode 35, where we are going to talk about THCA and all the amazing things it can do specifically for inflammation. But first, I've got some stoner moments to go over, and uh, I have some exciting news for me, the return of Golden Pineapple. Oh, I'm so excited. It, uh, it, it wasn't for sure that this was going to be salvaged at all, and... And I'm so glad that they were able to save this lineage after they were raided. Um, This is the first harvest, and instead of being greenhouse, it's now indoor. And it looks beautiful, super fluffy, this amazing light color. Um, Really sticky, uh, really various trichomes. But it's still just a, a first harvest, so it isn't super dialed in yet. It's a little on the minty side. And the trichomes are a little on the smaller side, um, but not super small. That is me being super picky about this. I have been so high, and I mean happy high, for the last 18 hours or whatever since I got this. I tried to record this yesterday, and, and I got like halfway through, and then I had to stop, and then I tried to record it again, and just carry it on, and then I got interrupted again, and I had to stop, and it's been noisy, and just all these things. So if you have been waiting for the podcast to come out, I apologize. But here we are. Let's talk about some stoner moments. In the last episode... I talked about choosing an indica from a sativa. And if you're moving into an indica, the nice thing, if you're moving into anything when you're experimenting from something that you really like, you can always mix things together as you begin to integrate new strains into your routine. If a full-based indica is too much, integrating a little bit of indica into your normal sativa mix is a great option to just start to slowly switch it up a bit. You know, if you get any mix that's too powerful but seems to help, you can always mix it up with other things and uh, and that can help balance it a little bit more. Another thing that I wanted to talk about were the O-Pens. I mentioned that they weren't really in, in Southern California or California. I don't remember specifically what I said, but in listeners reaching out to me to tell me how much they love their vaporizer pens, uh, some of them mentioned the O-Pens. And, and, well, I don't really see them around, but apparently they're back. And if you are able to get quality O-Pen cartridges from a supplier that is trusted and works for you, hell yeah, go do it. Get your vape pen on. And I love that so many listeners reached out to let me know that they really like their cartridges and uh, and how easily they're able to to mix them into their lifestyle and uh, and and be able to disagree with me and carry that on. Thanks, guys. One of the other things that came to my attention afterwards was that I didn't really talk about vegetable glycerin, which isn't something that I'm familiar with being used in the cannabis industry specifically, Um, but it seems to be used in electronic cigarettes in the tobacco market. So it could crop up. I don't really know anything about it. 
but I think I've already stated how I feel about glycerin mixes. So we'll just say I don't like them again and carry on. Another thing that I need to clear up was when I was talking in the safety about the Nectar's uh, a Royal Sugar. No, uh, well, I was talking about the Royal Sugar, but then I also had this crumble that was a goji headband. And I was like, I don't think I said goji right. That's because it's goki headband, not goji. G-O-K-I, which is why my brain was like, that's not right. That's not right. Damn it. Why isn't that right? If I actually had the product in front of me, I would have known why, but I was going off stoner memory, so here we are in our stoner moments. Imagine that. And then one last thing to round out our stoner moments before we begin talking about THCA is um, I didn't mention something that a lot of people have as their go-to for anxiety relief in cannabis-induced anxiety, and that is black pepper, which is something I had heard about first on the Grass City forums from Granny Stormcrow, who I don't think I've actually mentioned on the podcast yet, but who I absolutely would look to and whose advice I read up on a lot and whose resources I have certainly delved into. And I will have a link on um, the website, thespliffpodcast.com, under this blog, episode 35. And you can go ahead and check out all of Granny Stormcrow's resources too. If you have a specific ailment that you would like to address and you want to know more about the science behind it, I know that she has this huge compilation of studies related to specific conditions. And then I believe there's also a lot of homeopathic information as well and how to apply other plants and spices and barks and things like that into cannabis in order to get more potent results. And one of the things that she talks about is black pepper. Now, I believe one of the things that she said is that you can get higher by using black pepper or maybe more stoned. Um, Some people use black pepper to get stoned, more stoned, and then other people use black pepper to be less stoned. And I think one of the things that they're using it, the differentiations is people are too high and they get anxious and the black pepper changes that into more of a stoned And they're able to not be anxious. And people who like feeling stoned get even more stoned when they use the black pepper. Now, I wanted to try this. So I have a pepper grinder and I got really high. I try to make myself anxious, but I just made myself really high because pot doesn't make you paranoid. Pot just kind of magnifies paranoia and anxiety already within you. And I wasn't having a very anxious day that day. So I just got really, really high. And then I used my pepper grinder and I inhaled a lot of the the very aromatic uh, vapors that were coming out of that. And if you don't have a pepper grinder, you can take pepper kernels and heat them over the stove. And if you don't have pepper kernels, you can just use regular black pepper on the table 
But because it's been left out so long, it's lost some of that terpene goodness and heating it on the stove is going to reinvigorate some of that. But it's not going to, it's just not there in as great abundance as the peppercorn will be. Uh, another option is to just go ahead and take a peppercorn and bite down on it and kind of chew on it and let that uh, mix with your body. Uh, it, it's the same kind of effect that I usually prefer lavender for, and I usually recommend lavender, especially in this podcast. So the first day I tried it, it definitely took me from being high, and within 20 minutes, I sat down on the couch, and I was fully reclined, and I was ready for a nap, and I was like, well, shit, I mean, I don't, I don't, I guess I, there wasn't any anxiety to quelch, for sure, but now I definitely feel a lot more stoned. So I decided maybe I'd, I'd see if it helped me at nighttime uh, more effectively or in conjunction with the lavender, I should say, because I did not use the lavender too. I just keep like a lavender pillow in my bed. And when I wake up in the middle of the night, I just take a couple of inhalations of that. And, and it usually helps me go back to sleep. And munching on a peppercorn before bed was a not very pleasant experience, but I did it anyway. I think next time I'll just try and use the pepper grinder. But uh, I have to say, again, you know, within 20, 30 minutes, I was very relaxed and mellow and I slept well last night at least. So I'm really excited to continue it on and see if I can sleep better on nights when I wouldn't normally by just using a little black pepper. Thanks, Granny Stormcrow, and all the other stoners who always made sure to mention it. It's time to talk about THCA. All right, so we're going to start with uh, the difference between THC and THCA. Now, THCA is basically the precursor to THC. It's what is THC before THC becomes THC, the caterpillar before the butterfly, so to speak. Or if you want to go back to the key and door metaphor uh, for understanding the endocannabinoid system and the way that cannabinoids work in our bodies, it's a different key than THC is. And uh, say it has a tine extra than THC. And if you file away that tine, it's not going to open the same kinds of doors. So it's going to have a different effect in our body. And one of the differences is that THCA doesn't get us high. And that's because it doesn't open the door in our brain that makes us feel high. It doesn't allow for those kinds of effects to happen. They're made with a lot of the same molecular structure. THC is tetrahydrocannabinol. And THCA is tetrahydrocannabinolic acid. There are several extra uh, molecules attached to the rest of these, uh, some carbon and some oxygen, and I think some hydroxy molecules. And when heat is applied to it, they release. And then that's when you get THC. It takes it from an acid into a neutral. And because of that, you're going to get different effects within your body. 
in the same way that some people uh, can eat tomatoes, but they can eat ketchup. I don't know. I don't know if that happens to anybody. That's a terrible metaphor. I don't have one for you guys. Sorry, I failed on that level. I'm just going to smoke some more weed. Maybe that'll inspire me. So in a lot of ways, THCA and THC are similar, but their tiny differences make them worlds apart. But they're still found in a lot of the same places. So anywhere that you would find THC, you can find THCA, or you would have been able to find THCA, because once it's heated, it doesn't go back. And you can get that heat from direct fire. You can get it from sunlight. Uh, and it can also happen. It's a, an aging process within the cannabinoids itself. So just oxygen and time will encourage that release. And you're going to find THCA within the cannabis plant, both in the plant material, the leaf material, and within the trichomes, the crystals that are on the plant specifically the flower and a lot of times uh, the things that make concentrates and uh, are responsible for the majority of people's medicinal when it comes to marijuana. The difference between finding it in the leaf material and finding it in the trichome is quantity. It's a big amount of quantity and this is one of the reasons why the cannabinoid CBD, which is so popular as a hemp product, because hemp, by legal definition and only legal definition, can't have very much THC within it, less than 0.3% THC, if I remember correctly. Whereas it can have a lot of CBD in it if you were to grow that CBD in a female plant for its flower, which produces the majority of the trichomes. But that genetic signal to create CBD is still within the plant and can be found within the leaf material itself. Very trace amounts, though still enough for people, growers specifically, who want to know what the cannabinoid profile genetically should be under optimal growing conditions. Uh, they can get the ratio out of the leaf material. And this is one of the reasons why juicing is so effective for so many people, because they're able to extract cannabinoids out of the leaf material, but only in very trace quantities. And one of the nice things about THCA is that it works best in smaller dosages. So for some people, getting smaller amounts of THCA consistently in the juicing is what works best for them. I, however, prefer a infused tincture myself for its bioavailability and for a lot of other reasons. Uh, Soothing Sue's is my favorite. Uh, if you are a regular listener, you know this. It's super high quality, cold pressed infused coconut oil um, that is not decarboxylated and chock full of THCA. But you don't have to use a coconut oil in order to extract THCA. You do need a cold press uh, run, however. You, you need to, if you want an oil, something more viscous, 
You need a lot of time and patience and a nice, cold, dark place that you can do this with. I don't have time and patience and things like that. So thank God for Sue and and her ability to make soothing Sue's and get it out there and hawk it. And I hope I can't wait for her to blow up, girl. I don't understand why people aren't throwing money at her yet. But uh, there are ways that I can extract THCA very quickly And that's through an alcohol solution. Now, if you have pain and you maybe have some trim or something that doesn't work very well for you, like you're not going to smoke it and you don't really want to cook with it because that's not the way you use it, you can actually uh, get a a very raw grind to it. You don't have to be very uh, specific and and detail-oriented in your grind by any means. And uh, put it in some cheesecloth. Cover it with alcohol. Uh, You can use like an isopropyl alcohol, though that's going to be really drying to your skin, so I wouldn't suggest it. But they pretty much all are. And uh, the higher the proof, the better results you're going to get out of this. The alcohol actually bonds to the cannabinoids and is able to sit on the skin, flare up the skin cells, and uh, is able to reach into pain receptors that are located within your skin. And uh, I mean, it's called a poultice. It's one of the oldest medicinal applications for cannabis that we have in Western civilization in in Mexico. And I'm sure uh, in Eastern civilization too, though I'm not as well versed in a lot of the historical practices. Now, if you can make a topical pain relieving application with this cannabinoid, and alcohol is the easiest. You could soak your bud in olive oil or coconut oil too and try and use it the same way, but it's such a longer process that it's not going to really bond well in the moment. And that's why I really like Soothing Sue's. Um, But one might stand to reason that if you can use the bud topically like that, why can't you just eat it and get the THCA that way? And you can do it that way. Um, I'm sure if you did eat it, you might find some relief, but you're probably mostly just going to get a stomach ache. And don't eat the stems, for God's sake, don't eat the stems. But when it's bonded to something that actually helps you digest it better to increase its bioavailability, then you get significantly better results out of it. So creating an extraction first is really the way to go. And when you create an extraction, you want to use something that has a high concentration of those cannabinoids to begin with. And that's where you really want to go with the flour Uh, A lot of people will use BHOs uh, in order to infuse their their goods, though you do have some differences in the terpenes that way. Um, And I believe that I I would thought that Sue's used a BHO probably too, but she doesn't. She uses a a cold-pressed flour. So I was like, damn, you got this dialed down because your product is clean. Um, but that bioavailability does a lot to to really enhance the, the anti-inflammatory properties of THCA. You could also make an alcohol tincture too, and I haven't done that, so I don't know how that uh, responds with the body, but I'm sure it'd be just as as viable a delivery method as the oils. 
though typically people respond better to one than another. Um, it, it might not be much of a difference for most people to to bother noticing, but for some people it can be a significant difference and can be the key to a successful edible experience when they're trying to medicate or recreate. So if you want to uh, to get the best THCA for your buck, bang for your buck, then you want to really go with the flour and uh, and make your tincture that way. And there are all kinds of applications for that tincture when we get down to it. THCA isn't very well understood by science specifically. Um, there are still a lot of studies to go into. And when I started this podcast, I did not have very much information about THCA or experience with THCA and frankly, interest in THCA. And since starting the podcast, THCA has been dominating my life and really helping me push down even more walls of resistance for people who uh, just don't really want to buy that cannabis is a medicine and and without any high because you can't get through that that barrier in the brain that blood brain barrier you're able to address so much inflammation that plagues humans doctors are saying that various inflammation all over our body is one of the biggest detriments to the aging process and one of the things that kills us the fastest and while thca works great in smaller dosages is great at inflammation cannabinoids in general one of the things that they really need is direct application to an area that is affected. And so with THCA, using it directly on the site and finding the best method of application is crucial. So if you're not a regular listener, you haven't heard me talk about how amazing THCA is for hemorrhoids, which are an inflammation issue, and the more inflamed and and blocked up they become, the worse they are. And THCA is an incredible cannabinoid for addressing and getting rid of hemorrhoids. And that argument right there is breaking down all kinds of doors. I can't stress that enough. All without getting high. But to attack a hemorrhoid with an alcohol solution is insane. Don't do that. One it's going to sting like a motherfucker. Two, you're going to get drunk like a motherfucker. And oh my God, the pain. I don't even want to think about it right now. But using it in a coconut oil, you have significantly pleasant results that way. However, there are other functions. Uh, If you have joint pain, using an alcohol poultice is totally great for you on your elbow and you can just take some some leaf material wrap it in that cheesecloth soak it in some everclear and just keep it on your elbow and you should find significant relief Uh, if you can smoke a joint while you're doing it Uh, however for sinus inflammation which is something that I've been targeting lately I go back to the coconut oil use the q-tip 
put it in the ears, coconut oil in the ears, definitely helping clear up all of that sinus inflammation that I've been dealing with. I was experiencing some from all of the outside yoga I did today, which is the first time I've done any yoga in two weeks in a class. It's rather embarrassing, but I got out there today and it was amazing. But right as I was about to start recording, my sinuses were swelling up and I was having an allergic reaction to whatever's storm is supposedly blowing in right now. And so I was like, going to bust out that soothing soothe up the nose, in the ears, and breathing clear. It's fantastic. Um, that doesn't need a lot of continued direct application, but it does need direct application. Just putting it in my nose didn't help. I had to put it in my nose and my ears in order to target as much of my sinus passages as possible. And when you have pain that is persistent in your joints, things like that, one of the things that I really like to do in order to keep the cannabinoids continuously on there is to use a BHO concentrate topically. And I get that in the shatters. I buy a cheap shatter or some pull and snap if I can. And if you have the lab results, it's best to get the lab results because a good lab should have a difference between THCA and THC on the plant or in a concentrate. Because of the natural aging process and because of manufacturing processes, different amounts of THC and THCA are potentially going to show up on the plant because of that natural oxidation. And then when you're making BHO because of the purging process. But for people who have it really dialed in, they can get maximum THC return in their concentrates. And I take just tiny bits of concentrate and I put them on my skin topically. And that helps me with all kinds of pain, sinus headache pain. I got, I got a headache yesterday because I sat at the computer for a good hour and a half in the morning without my glasses. And I was like, oh, I have a headache. Maybe I should put on my glasses and then read for another 30 minutes more. And I was like, well, now I've got a headache all day. Great. Until I finally was like, why don't I just put my little patches on? And I take tiny bits of concentrate and I stick them at my third eye and my temple and sometimes right above my nose too when my sinus pressure is really bad. And that helped that headache go away immediately. I use it to relieve tension in my neck and shoulders. And I, I sometimes need multiple applications. It's a very targeted effect. And the amount of area space that it can affect is, is limited based on the fact that I don't have any carrier oils to spread it and target other receptor sites. But I find that increases the longevity. So if I just use more little patches of concentrate, it lasts longer in a wider area, as opposed to using something like a transdermal patch, where you can use one patch and it'll affect a wider area because it has all the carrier oils 
to spread out through your your skin. Uh, but it doesn't seem to last as long as a lot of the the applications that I use, which can last uh, from 18 to 36 hours, depending on where the pain is located and what causes the pain. Uh, and I think most of the transdermal patches tap out, I think most of them tap out at 18 hours with most people experiencing that they need to be replaced at around 10 hours. But I mean, I've literally days, I can go days with the, uh, the shatter patches that I make myself and I just stick the little shatter on and then I cover it with parchment paper to prevent it from, uh, absorbing into the medical tape that I put over it. And sometimes I use band-aids or bandages depending on where it's at, but uh, I put a band-aid on my my neck once in order to help with some of the pain there and that ripped skin off when it came off and I was like, "Mm, maybe I'll go get some medical tape now. That's a smarter idea, but it, it doesn't stay as tacky as long. It's an imperfect process, but it's an at-home process, so if you don't like it, uh, you can go get a transdermal patch, and those are really easy to use. Oh, man, I've got one around here somewhere. I need to use that. So I guess the best advice I can leave you with is to try and get a hold of some THCA. If you are in California, you can get Soothing Sues all over the state through Goddess Delivers. And that's not a paid plug. That's, again, just me being fantastically in love with the product and wanting to help people who need the help desperately. If you have inflammation problems of any kind, arthritis, IBS, Crohn's, uh, sprains and and strains, I'm, I gave some to a friend of mine who just came back with a fracture and I can't wait to see what helps with that. If you are somebody who is dealing with a fair amount of physical therapy, somebody who just wants to uh, to maybe feel a little bit younger in their day, take away that inflammation, and it's incredible how much younger you feel in the joints. And maybe just somebody who wants a little bit better extension in their tendons, things like that. Maybe somebody who desperately needs better extension and things like that. Oh, my friend Heather just... Uh, text me the other day. I left her with some soothing soos and she had to do a whole lot of car washing one weekend and she applied the soothing soos to a very achy elbow afterwards and she she was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then she shared some with a friend of hers who had gout, well, who has gout and he was also completely amazing. I believe the exact quote was, I thought I was done with pot because I don't like the high, but this is a game changer. And it is a game changer. It really, really is a game changer. If you are somebody who desperately needs the pain relief from cannabis, all of these amazing things that you have heard, but you hate being high or you can't be high or and or you've tried CBD and it doesn't work for you. THC doesn't work for you. You know, you don't mind being high, but God damn it, it's not good enough. It's not quite what you expected. Try throwing some THCA into your mix, and I guarantee you, you're going to be amazed at the results. 
I throw it into everything now. Um, I've made toothpaste with my pot oil before. I don't make it with THC anymore. I'm making it with THCA because it really directly targets the inflammation from from uh, the gum disease and, and other things that that plague me as a, a smoker and a coffee drinker, frankly, um, and somebody who didn't care for their teeth uh, during periods of homelessness like they should have. Socialized healthcare is so important. If dental health is the crux of overall health, I really don't understand. Okay, that's a totally different topic that we're going on, but toothpaste with THCA, definitely recommend that one. Um, there, I could spend just a ridiculous amount of time listing off all the ways that I can think of and have used THCA. So just get yourself some and let me know how you're using it and how it works for you. You can eat it, you can use it topically, and as long as you're careful with it and don't get it heated up, you can pass a drug test while you use this too because it doesn't metabolize in the same way. Now, if you really need to be very careful about that, don't do that because if it does heat up, if it if you leave it in a warm purse or on a sunny countertop, it could decarboxylate and you can get a very mild high. But having a THCA tincture and having the option to heat it up then and get high is a really, really nice one. And, uh, and I, I mentioned it on an earlier podcast that having a little pop of THCA, a mig or two of THC as an edible, and then doing my dabs, I got significantly higher with just that little bit of extra push as an edible. Not a whole edible, just a little pop. So I think that's gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up there for the THCA. Oh my God, I still have to edit this. Oh, geez. So yeah, I should probably shut up. But I don't want to leave you without a safety. I still have half a joint here that I haven't been able to smoke yet. And not quite half, but that's okay. I got a bong load too that I can hit anytime. Maybe I'll, my, my goal is to get through this joint and then hit that bong load on the way out. But before, let's safety. I love in our safety meetings as we sit here and discuss all the ways to be a good stoner, a safe stoner. I like to discuss things that I have found bring me infinitely better game and a better time of being a stoner. And one of those things is weed porn. Oh, God, I love getting high and just looking at all the things that I would smoke and dab and learning about the new trends and what's out there and all the different lingos that are going down. Instagram is by far the best place for weed porn. I know Mass Roots is trying to uh, to take over that corner for stoners, but Instagram to me is just, it's so integrative. And I wish Instagram were more lax in in their uh their cannabis structure and and regulation because they have a tendency to to just delete accounts that they think are selling and a lot of people are just really excited about their weed and one Instagram page that I love oh you know I love my girl stoners and I love my dab heads and I love my weed porn and when you bring all of those things together, 
I wanted to share iStoneAlone's Instagram page. It's i.stone.alone. Oh my God, I had so many weedgasms looking at her death. Girl after my own heart. She even had the mango juicy wraps out in her pictures. I'm smoking off my mango juicy wraps now. That's my favorite. Girl, I'm in love with all your weed porn. If you want good weed porn, check out iStone Alone. Oof. Good stuff. All right, you guys. Oh, oh, I didn't even get through my goddamn joint. I'm like, that's it, guys. So much for goals. No, you can rely on me for these squad goals, all right? Spliff squad goals. Getting through this joint. Gonna hit that fucking bong. Luckily, there aren't too many hits left in this joint. Oh, it's so nice to have the golden pineapple bag. And the juicy mango wrap works so well in it. Oh, I could have a whole safety meeting about the juicy wraps too, because they're my favorite. They burn nice and slow. They bring a nice subtle flavor to it and a wide variety of flavors. Though I do have my favorites and there are some I could do without. That is hands down my go-to every time I want to roll a joint. Juicy wraps. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I will throw up links. I'm going to have a link to iStone Alone's Instagram page too. So you can always go to the spliffpodcast.com in order to uh, check out and, and find some of the things that I've been talking about. If you can't find something that I talked about that way, feel free to find me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or send me a Gmail, all at thespliffpodcast.com. That's two F's, two T's, no D. And I'll hit you back. I really try and be on top of it as possible. I really like to help my people out. Um, I got Stony Scott that uh, is dealing with some bullshit right now. And I'm super excited that we have connected and that we're friends and that that we can we can work through this together. We can use each other as resources. So if I can be of any help to you, hit me up. So yeah, like I said, it'll be either at the Spliff Podcast or at Spliff Podcast if, uh, if it doesn't work for you. Two Fs, two Ts, no D. Find me, hit me up. Time for a bong load. Oh, it's so delicious. I love that green. Uh, And also, uh, not to beg or anything, but don't get anything if you don't ask. If you have found this information helpful... And you would like to know how you can support me and my efforts to get this word out. You can go to Patreon and make a contribution there. Or you can make a contribution to me through the spliffpodcast at gmail.com on PayPal. And uh, that would be mucho apreciado. Anyway, uh, yeah, that would be very much appreciated. But not necessary. You can always just tell a friend. And one of the best ways to help me out is to actually leave a review in iTunes 
and or rate it. Five stars is preferred, but you know, you be honest. I got no problem with being being honest about your feelings. Please be honest about your feelings. That would only help me improve. And uh, it also goes a long way to help other people find the podcast so that they can get the answers and the anxiety relief that they need in their health decisions. You can help me share the weed. I love sharing the weed. Help me share the weed, love. I want to coat the whole damn world in weed love. And on that wonderful note, thanks for spliffing it, guys. Ciao for now.